I love people and I would like to see people grow. And there are ways in which I try to achieve that. And sometimes it means that we go out of our comfort zones. I've got this saying that says the comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. So sometimes we have to move beyond what we are comfortable with in order to grow. Growing, learning, becoming are all beautiful words in my, in my mind. And uh, I think that's what I would like to mean to people. I'm not employed by King Price. I do work for many corporates, of which King Price is actually my favorite <laughs> for various reasons. And it's also one of the companies I've been involved with for a very long time. And uh, it seems like my involvement is increasing. And on a spiritual level, I've got reasons why I make sense about that. You know, maybe it's just time for that. I, I love to think that what uh, I'm going to do with you and the journey I'm going to have with you will build capacity in you. Capacity is also a good word. You know, we, we grow. You've got a beautiful history in your life. Many things have happened, both very hard, difficult, tough things, as well as good things. It seems like that's what life gives us, uh, hard things. And we go through those valleys of darkness and it's uh, lonely sometimes, isolated. It makes us unsure, you know, close up. Uh, we dislike that. It's not nice to go there or to go through that. But it seems like all the people I've ever met in my life testifies about those times as well. It's like no one is exempt. No one is spared the difficult stuff. And then the people that I get the grace to speak to or sit with, they also tell me about good things beautiful things like babies being born <laughs> that's a beautiful thing or getting a promotion earning a degree or you know having your first great soccer match or whatever <laughs> there are good things that happen to us in this life and there are hard things that happen to us and it seems to be the reality for all the people that I meet. In, in that journey, the journey of your life, your history, things you've experienced, aspirations you have, dreams that you dream, dreams that you lose because it seems like they're never going to come to pass. I get the grace now to walk very short parts of your journey with you. From my side, I'm going to make the most of it. And I've got ways of, you know, making the most of it. Don't know if it always works, but I'm trying. And I'm there, and I'm thinking, and I'm observing, and I sense. 
And sometimes I would even think I use wisdom. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say that from a presumptuous position, that I'm wise and other people are not. Because humility is important to be humble is important for me. That we don't get to a place in this life where you think you're better than other people. It's not good. It's never good. It doesn't serve anyone. So, even for yourself, you know, to balance that is good. You know, don't look upon yourself in a negative way and think you're less than other people. Nor look at yourself in a way that you think you are better than other people. It's not good for, for us. It's not good for all of us. So this journey comes about because uh, Rudy and his team and I went away for two days. And we sat and we chatted about things. and uh, We looked at ourselves. It's a good thing to look at yourself. It's not a thing we do like every day, all day long. But it's good to reflect, to become self-aware. And in that find parts of your greatness as well. We'll get there. You'll, I think you'll get to know me. Uh, and I think there could be value in that. Because I, I want you to succeed as a team, but also as an individual. Just, you know, blossom. Blossom where you planted. Because you are planted there. You know, we are actually in the second, on the forefront of our own histories, our own journeys. We've never been here. We've never been here. Think about that. So here we are, and we have this grace to look into one another's eyes. It's actually a beautiful thing when we think about that. What I would like to do for you guys is to call it team building, but it's not that, it's more than that. Call it releasing your potential. Oh, that sounds a bit more like, oh, now we're getting somewhere that you can become the person that you are born to be. It's a kind of a central focus in my work, is to help people become who they are born to be. And we go through life, and when we go through life, we discover that, and we can even lose it sometimes again. It's kind of, there was this stage of my life, one could testify, and I knew who I was, and I lived fully. And then life happened and now I'm sort of unsure. Or you could be at that place where you say, I now know where I am, who I am and what I am to become. And what I should do with this life called me. And that's a beautiful place too. The other one being unsure, not knowing, not having a clear definition and deep understanding of who you are is a hard place, but it's also a beautiful place. Because you question and you think, and you search, and you look, and you discover. And that's also good, even though it's hard. So 
steam building might not cut it, but you know, in my work, I have to sell something. It's kind of, if I were to tell anyone what I do and I say, you know, I just sit with you and that's going to cost you so many thousands of rands. He said, no, I'll buy a plane ticket and go to Paris for that money. Why would I sit with you? <laughs> so I can't sell it like that. You know, I just sit with you. I spend time with you. And in that spending time with you, beautiful things can happen because it seems like it does. So I have to give it a name. I call it team building <laughs> or I call it leadership development, which it is in, in essence. But it's more than that. And usually when I tell some, someone this, I, I think of, I have five children, me and my wife. We have five children. And uh, my wife told me it's painful to give birth. Five times she gave birth naturally. She's kind of, you know, that's the way we do it, you know. And uh, I was looking at it. I was there all, every, every time. And I was observing it and seeing it, looking at it. And I thought, wow, this must be painful. It was, it seems painful. And one birth was about 26 hours. And I thought, wow, man, this wife is, uh, is on the next level. And I think it is painful, but I cannot relate to the actual pain of it. I just looked at it. She, when she tells you it's painful, you can trust. <laughs> Because she had the experience, she went through it. She has what I call experiential knowledge. I have intellectual knowledge about it. It's just a theory. It's painful when a mother gives birth. Yes, I understand the words. Can see it, cannot relate to it intimately. But when you go through it, it becomes something else in us. You know, it's not just Oh, I take note. It's like, hey, this is transforming me. This is bringing about life in me. This is making me love these children as much as I do because I gave birth to them. Not that I don't love my kids. I love them. And I tell her I love them just as equally as you do. She says, yes, you do. <laughs> and she would nod and smile. I can see she loves our kids. And it's all birth, born, you know, coming forth out of the real life experience of it. So sometimes if I tell you I'm going to give you a real life experience that will be good for you, it's kind of, yeah. But when we go through it and we come out the other side, it's kind of, yeah, you know, this was good. And, and if I can create that for you, I would be, I would be very thankful, very. For you, as I say, as a team, but also for you as an individual. So we are going to do things because I facilitate processes as well. You know, I love process. I design processes of human development or team development or business development, stuff like that. 
Because when we go in a process, when we take the journey, it's in that journey that we become who we are born to be. Many of the things that we will do, talk about, hear from one another, think about, ruminate about, wonder about, or what I might even say, are not new to you. It might just be good for you to be reminded of it. And I'm talking to adults here. You're not a child. If you're a child, you still have a clean slate. You know, your mind is like a clean slate. There's a lot of writing that are still going to be done on that clean slate. But you're an adult with a beautiful history, as I've said. You've been through life. You've seen things, you've heard things, you've experienced things. And I want to meet you on that level, saying that I realize that many of the things that we're going to talk about might not be new. But I find in my own life that sometimes I need to be reminded of things that I know very well. And when someone com comes by and says, hey, remember this. It's like I hear it for the first time, but it's not the first time, but it's good to hear it again. So some of the things we're going to do will be like that. You know it. But it's good to be reminded of it. Some of the things you hear will be things that you suspected. Because I'm going to talk a lot about you. as much as I'm going to help the team. So some of the things you might have suspected to be the truth of who you are, but you just needed that affirmation, that validation. Yes, you are. You are great. Your life is worthy. You are beautiful. You are a good leader. Yes, you have to be here. Stick it out. It's hard now. Or things like that. And that affirmation will establish something in you that you can hold on to because you now know that is true. And some of the things that you will hear and we will talk about might be completely new, which is good. That's also part of the learning. Because the learning process happens like in four levels. If I can just briefly reflect on a little bit of a theoretical model of learning. You know, when we encounter something at first, first, first time, we are in a state of I don't know that I don't know. So I'm even ignorant about my own ignorance. I'm unaware of my ignorance. I don't even know that I didn't know that. We all have those experiences. It never stops. I'm not the oldest on the planet, but I have been here <laughs> for I've had, what's it, 57 summers behind me. <laughs> so I tell my kids, because <laughs> so I've seen things, I've heard things. So in, in that regard, you know, sometimes you hear something and when you hear it, you realize I didn't know that. I didn't even know that 
they exist something like that but that is a good first step of awareness the fact that you become aware of your own not knowing your own ignorance ignorance is a negative word but i don't mean it as negative it's more like not knowing yeah that's a beautiful word <laughs> i love to talk about that and then because you now know what you don't know it suddenly you go into that next phase i now know what i don't know i don't know that but i'm aware of it as previously i wasn't even aware of it so that's kind of the second step phase of learning how the mind works i'm a psychologist so i've learned studied how the mind works for many years and then when you now know what you don't know you start to learn if that is important and should form part of what you should know you start to learn about that and you come to a place say i know what i know i'm not ignorant about my own ignorance because i've been made aware and i became aware of my ignorance and now i've studied or learned about it and now i know what i know and then when we carry on and we do it for very long we come to a place where we can say i don't even know what i know like driving a car you get into the car you don't even think but you start the car because you know that's how it's done you don't even think to press the pedals you just do it it like so automatically that's the level of mastery we call it the level of mastery and the car is just one example there are many things that you have already mastered you know you do it like poetry in motion beautifully you just do it and you get it right and it flows or it has an impact or it reaches the target so i would like to take you through those steps concerning doing things in a different way maybe or thinking about things in a different way and not just thinking about things in a different way thinking about you in a different way it's very very important it's very important <laughs> that you walk out of here now today after we've had this session and you allow yourself if you have not yet embraced it allow yourself to start to think that you are deeply and fundamentally valuable you must hear me here i want you to work with me listen i want to tell you you're valuable not just because i say so it is the truth in in my journey on this planet i endeavor to live in the truth so if i come around and i tell you listen go you're valuable i'm not trying to sweet talk you i'm just speaking the truth over you so that you can again pick it up and believe in it and you can start to process that truth and think about that because one of the fundamental ways in which we use our minds is to think about ourselves it's a kind of a 
very fundamental distinction between us and animals or any other plant life. They cannot become self-aware, but we can. I can look in the mirror and I can see this is me. I'm looking at me. I'm not looking at you when I look in the mirror or you or you. I'm looking at me. I'm aware and I can observe myself. And that is a beautiful thing. It's something that God has given us so that we can grow. So that I can look at me. And like it's Johanna. And like Johan said, you can even see the blind spots. That's a hard thing for most of us. To see the blind spots. You know, when I ask you where what blind spots do you have? And you say, oh, must I make you a list? I say, no, no. You're going to make me a list of something you know. So it's not a blind spot. <laughs> it's a blind spot I'm talking about. And we all have them. And usually our blind spots, other people can see. But to us, they are blind spots. But still, in the vein of what I'm saying, that we can become self-aware. We can take a look at ourselves. We can know ourselves. And in that knowing, we can see both the greatness and the development areas. The things that we need to grow away from or leave behind or let go. And usually those things are ways that you and I think about who we are, who I am as an individual, who I am as a person. So in this journey, I'm, I'm talking about the journey or trying to talk about the journey, is just to start to align you again with the truth of who you are. Consistently, constantly, never ending. Rather, use your mind to think the thoughts that are truthful describing who you are, as opposed to thoughts that, no, they're not the truth. You think you're not valuable. That's not truth. Why entertain that? Why think that is the truth? Because your dad said so. Okay, let's start to work with that. Because you need to, in this process of becoming self-aware, also discern who are the voices whispering in your head. Because there are many. This world is full of noise. There's a lot of noise out there. And a lot of that noise we carry in here. So if we can come to places where we let go of things which we know are not the truth, ways of thinking that are not the truth, then we can change it. But up until that point, you just don't know what you don't know. You just don't have insight. You just don't realize how valuable you are. And that is one, your value. There are many more things that I or anyone else can say about you that are great, beautiful. I want to come and put up a mirror before you. Do you see that beauty? It's you. You see it. It's you. It's you. For each one of us. In a day that we go through 
90% plus of what you're going to hear is not going to be nice. It's going to be voices shouting at us, saying things about us that are not the truth. Deception never brings freedom. Truth brings freedom. But even that is a half truth I've just told you. Knowing the truth brings freedom. If you know it, knowing means your brain is processing that. In other words, you're thinking it. you thinking the truth sets you free. The truth can be something like this remote control lying there. I do not relate to that thing. It doesn't belong to me. I don't own it. It means nothing to me. Or I can take it and say, listen, this is now mine. This now belongs to me. I own it. I take it. This is mine. And it's mine. And it belongs to me. Or the truth can just be lying there on the table. And you don't think about it. And you don't allow your mind to process that truth. And it's there. It's like having a billion rand in the bank. But you don't go there to draw it, to withdraw the money. It's there. It's yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe later I'll go. <laughs> hey, don't waste time. Huh? Go now. Start to think about the greatness of who you are. Start to allow yourself, even if you can just open a little bit of space for yourself, to start to say, but let me try it. Nico is talking about this thing, I'm valuable. Let me just whisper it to myself because I myself don't even believe it. I'm valuable. It's a good start. And when you've done it once, try a second time. And a third time. And you'll forget for a week and then you, oh yes, we talked about that last week. Maybe I must try it again. You're valuable. Say it to yourself. Words spoken are just thoughts verbalized. That's what it is. When we speak, it's just what goes on in here, in our minds. I'll explain to you the theory behind this, huge theory behind it. <laughs> but the simple explanation of it is, as a man thinks, so is he. Think about that. Let me make it real. As a woman thinks, so is she. It's real. It's true. How does it translate in real life? Let me tell you. If you think you are a loser, you're right. You're a loser. Do I say you're a loser? No, I don't. But you've said you're a loser. Well, that's what you think. You're right. Because as you think, so you are. And the opposite is also true. If you think you are a winner, guess what? You're right. Because others say so? No, because you think it. As a man thinks, so is he. As a woman thinks, so is she. 
I now am here to influence the way you think, fundamentally. And if I can get that right, and you start to align yourself with the truth, I can promise you, your life will change. I'm not presumptuous to say you're not living a high quality of life. You might be busy doing that. What I am saying is that we are constantly in a process of growing. It never stops. Can any person come to a place and say, you know what, I know enough now. <laughs> I'm 50 years old, I know enough, I'm not going to learn anything new. You know how silly that sounds. Because it is silly. We are constantly growing, learning, seeing new things, discovering new things, embracing new things celebrating new things. The process never stops. Learning who you are never stops. Getting to know yourself or turning around and walking into yourself never stops. I think in your thinking I'm going to make some adjustments. I'm warning you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it happens, I've seen it. But I think it's going to be good. In terms of the team, if I can reflect and maybe just say some things about that. You've got challenges. My experience. Not, not your reality. So nobody told me that. It's not as if one of you came and sat with me and said, listen, it's more like universally. When people get together, they've got challenges. It seems like the, at the order of the day, you know, <laughs> families got challenges. Communities got challenges. Churches, ooh, they've got challenges. We think they shouldn't have because, you know, love should prevail there, but even they have challenges. Businesses have challenges. It doesn't matter on what level. There are some fundamental levels in business that one can work with. Strategic, leadership, teams, individuals. It doesn't matter on what level you pitch it. There are challenges. On the strategic level, there are challenges. On the leadership level, there are challenges. I'm not talking King Price, I'm talking about as being human. That seems to be the way we are. It also helps us to grow. That's also true. So I make a kind of a blanket statement and I think it's grounded in a very good, educated guess. You've got challenges in your team. There's, there's something that I believe that helps me to help others if I have the privilege to do so. And this something is kind of a principle that I also live by. What we focus on grows. Something to think about because it's got broad implication. What you and I focus on grows. 
If you, give, let me give you a practical example. If you plant a little plant, there's some plants out there. Sure. If you plant something, a little plant, let's use that as an example. And you neglect it, you don't focus on it. Think it's going to grow. No, it's not going to grow. Let's say you plant a plant and you love plants and you nurture it, talk to it. You can talk to it. You're not crazy. They love it. And you put manure and water because you, you focus that, call that focus. You think it's going to grow. For sure it's going to grow. That's how life grows. People focus on it. Focus might sound a little bit of a technical term, but it's just, you know, where you give your attention and your nurturing and where you cultivate and where you spend some time with. That makes things to grow. So if we were to focus, for instance, only on all the struggles, all the negativity, all the challenges, all the things not working, all the weaknesses. Is it true still that what we focus on will grow? Yes, it's still true. That will grow. That is then what will grow. I'm not talking about in a moment or a season, a day, a week, a month, where things are really hard and we just have to push through because the culfus and the pit. I'm not talking about that. That also happens in life. I'm talking about a consistent way of thinking that means that your consistent focus is only on the negative, only on that which is weak, not working, not serving us. Not to neglect that. I'm not saying neglect that and turn a blind eye and don't say the negative because then it's going to happen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about transitioning our thinking from predominantly thinking about that which is not good or negative to start to think more about also those things that are working so that we can grow that. A team needs to, a family, a community, wherever we get together as people, we need to be very courageous. We need to be very brave. Because working in a team, whether it's a working team, whether it's a cross-culture team, whether it's a, you know, a team like yourself, whether it's a family, that's also some kind of team. Or whether it's just a friendship circle, that's also some kind of team. In all of those teams, there will be different levels and different types of challenges that will challenge you as an individual in that team. Now, in what I'm going to do for us is, in a way, very sensible ways in which we're going to deal with those things. You know, sometimes just think about this. You try to be the player and the referee. 
It's hard. I would say impossible. So yeah, I am. I report for duty. I'll be your referee. You can play the game. You don't have to play both roles. And I'll let us stick to the rules because it's going to make sense for all of us and it will be fair. And you will not be hard done by because I will blow my whistle and say, hey, just wait a second. I see something there. (laughs) You've dropped the ball. It's a knock-on. I need to get us to scrum or whatever sport makes sense to you. In that process, because I take care of the process, you take care of the content, in that process, growth can happen. So this came about, I went away with Rudy and his GMs. And we had two amazing days. Oh, I would like to think it was. They also said so. And Andre said, listen, I need someone like you. I said, for sure you do. And so here we are. I want to help you. I want to help you with ways of thinking at how you do work. But I know that's usually 50% of the deal. I don't actually know the technical side of your work. And I will never master it. It's not what I'm here to do. But just ways of doing that. Not how, not what, more how. I think maybe there I can make a contribution. And a second huge part where I would like to make a contribution which I find is actually always, or most of the time, the hardest challenge, which is more prevalent, in other words, it's more of, is the relationship side. That's hard. Relationships. Boy, that is hard. If I were to take a guess, I would say one of your main issues is communication. The way that you do it, the lack of it, the inefficiencies of it, or all of the above. I've done many organization diagnoses, not just team, big organization diagnoses. And my findings throughout years and years of doing that, one of the top three challenges that any company that I have done such a diagnosis with is communication. We can do it better. We don't do enough of it. We should do it more effectively or efficiently. Sure, just the way we talk with one another or to one another. Boy, <laughs> does that need change or whatever. I'm here to help you. We're born for a time like this. 
you're at the right time and the right place, and so am I.